there are more tumors around my uh, lower left lobe and my lung. So I'm in a precarious situation. However, as King David writes, even though I walk in the shadow of death, I I shall fear no evil, for God is with me. And I do really feel that way, and those words resonate in my soul more now than ever in my life. And there is a Talmudic teaching that even if the sword is on on your neck, a person should never give up hope. And so I'm in a very good state of mind, and as I frequently said, they're going to have to carry my body off the battlefield because my resolve to help humanity, the the vulnerable, the innocent, decent people, overcome this uh, terrible darkness and plague that is upon us has never been stronger. And if I have to leave the world, uh, I accept God's will, but I encourage and plead with everyone else to up your game and, and stand up and resist. Uh, resist first within yourselves against giving into fear and then resist publicly against the policies of tyranny which are coming again because it's pretty obvious what's going to happen right now. The World Health Organization, which is essentially funded by the sociopath Gates, is gaining uh, more and more power over sovereign nations and I have no problem falling in battle because this is a hill that we need to die for because otherwise our progeny will have nowhere to breathe free. The biggest question in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades will be what to do with all these useless people. Now if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. This is something that has to get to zero. The old world is dying, and like all dying orders, they're trying to take us down with them. The time to choose a side has come. Ask yourself, for your future, for our future, and for generations to come, were you born to be a slave to the old world, or were you born to be an architect of the future? It is Monday, the fourth day of July, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Good day to you, gentlemen. Ned, how are you? We had to open with... I'm fine. Uh, had to open with uh, Doc Salenko there. What'd you think? It's a great speech from the heart. And I agree with everything he said. Everything. Never give up hope. You, you just can't. If you, you've just got to keep chipping away at this and see how we come out the other side of it. Absolutely. Because uh, yeah, Bruce, you've got to look to the future. Sorry. We do. Yeah, we do. No, you're good. You're good. First apology of the day. We're doing good. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. Uh, great motivational speech, even even on his deathbed still retained hope and still fought. Uh, I think that's fantastic. That is the uh, an element of the American spirit. Doc Zelenko passed last week, end of last week, after a, a long bout with, uh, with lung cancer. Uh, you know, that is going to be a tough one to get over. That's going to be one that's sorely missed. That was, that was a key player in this fight, in this game. And to lose him, that that just sucks. I saw that it was the end of last week. I was actually I was on the line with you, Bruce, when it happened, and I saw it come up, and I thought, okay, well, uh, one person was reporting it from some like obscure 
outlet and I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to that. And then it started about an hour and a half, two hours later, it started rolling everywhere. Uh, and then we parted ways for the evening and then Ned came in and he and I talked for, uh, it was supposed to be 10 minutes, but it ended up being almost two hours because that's just how it goes. But yeah, he, um, he was a fighter and he's going to be sorely missed. Uh, but he's absolutely right that it's time for people to up our game. That's what it's time for us to do. Follow his lead, but his lead is saying, I mean, he can't pin everything on him, but he is a voice and a light. He's done his bit. Now we've just got to carry it, carry that light forward, basically, every one of us, and find somebody else to do it as well. He's saved countless lives with um, his, uh, I forget how many thousands he talked about uh, that he saved uh, through the, the, the COVID pandemic with uh, doing the proper regiments uh as as we've talked about with the vitamin uh, d zinc and the um what, what was it zinc ionophore is that what it, it what he was calling it, it or quercetin it was zinc it was vitamin d3 and vitamin c and i just right. took that regiment and i put somebody else who's very sick right now i put somebody else on it today well the the reason i was i i, I was using the actual term uh the zinc ionophore or whatever the hell it was called i don't remember exactly is because Quercetin isn't the only one on the market out there that will do that. Um, it's just the one that he was recommending because he, yeah. he, that's the only thing he could get access to because New York was barring him from using things like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or, you know, as synthetic versions of that. So he went to quercetin, which I believe is an extract from green tea um, that uh, does the same thing, basically. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to say it was somewhere in the vicinity of 86% success rate with his regiment. Uh, he in reducing um, uh, hospitalizations and deaths. In fact, it, it it just your symptoms were severely reduced, or I guess it, 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 severely is probably the wrong word, but greatly reduced. So it, it basically you didn't know you were sick, essentially, in most cases. He was uh, also nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because of the work that he did and saving as many people as he did. Oh, I, I agree. And it, I mean, he's a wonderful man, but you've not to lessen anything, but there are a hell of a lot of doctors out there that did the same in different countries. And every time they stood up, they had to take their silence and they still looked after people in their own practices and they still kept going. But they had to remain silent, otherwise they'd get closed down. So there are he's he's not one he's not the one and only light. He is a light, and there are several out there. People, he's just because he's gone. He knows that the you know we've still got to keep going. Yep. And yeah, yeah. And he knows he knows who the targets are. He mentioned Gates specifically. I mean that that guy's a problem. He's he's a real problem. He's the bogeyman. Told you. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I have a lot of audio to get to today. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, events, so I thought this would be like more, more of, uh, more of like a one of our roundtable discussion uh, type things. Yeah, because well, those a couple are of things I'd like to voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are those are good, uh, good conversations that we have, and those are usually the ones that are just they're pretty much like our prep sessions. Almost, we sit around and we just throw whatever topic comes up, but we try and stay within the confines, you know, so we don't get too far off. But I want to start with Dr. Supposedly, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who was a former board member of Pfizer, who is now the head of the FDA. Um, or was it the other way around? He was formerly the FDA. Now he's with Pfizer. It's a rotating door with these people. So I, I'm he's not sure. still in both camps. Is he? Well, yeah, I'm sure that he is. Yes. This was him on CNBC's Squawk Box talking about 
immunity. For, for folks who've had it in the past couple of months, how, how much time do you think that they really have? I Meaning, I think there's a view that if you've had it, maybe you have two, three months, four months, do you? Or does it really depend on which variant you had? And a lot of people don't know which variant they had. Yeah, look, it depends on which variant you have. But I think if you recently recovered from an Omicron infection, you can have a reasonable degree of confidence that you have several months of immunity. The immunity is not as durable from this infection as it was from prior variants. So people, for example, who were infected with Delta seem to have a more durable immunity than people who've been infected with Omicron. And also, as as you noted, people who were infected with the B1 variant, so people who were infected early on in the course of this Omicron wave, they probably had B1. They seem to be less well protected against B4, B5. It does appear that B4B5, which is the variant that's now spreading in parts of the country and people believe will right. become epidemic by the fall, that evolved from B2. Okay, so are you infected with B1 and then you, you're you not as durable because of B1 and then that's, be, that's because it's not as durable as the one from B2, B3, and B4, and then the ones that had B1 are the ones that derive from B5. Did you catch all that? Yeah, yeah. T- total okay. confusion. One question in all of this: the uh, the tests that they were doing. So, in your trials, um, who did you use? Were they vaccinated? Were they unvaccinated? Did you what have trials? a control group that wasn't vaccinated? What trials. Well, <laughs> what control group? It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there never has been a proper control group, and the common sense. Well, no. The common the- sense about it all is COVID is related to the common cold, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The common cold is an ever-changing variant. It's nature's variant. COVID is with us to stay. And the only way to face it is look after yourself and get your natural immunity because the rest of the stuff, that, that all the rest of the chemicals that they throw at you is only going to do you a little bit of harm. Yeah. Else. Uh, to, your, to, your, to your point about the studies real quick, um, mm-hmm. there was some papers released on their studies and their quote unquote control group were people that were vaccinated, uh, but they hadn't been boosted. So the control group they used, there was no control group oh, as yeah, far no, as people that no, were, uh, you know, no, they were excluded. Every control group that has recently been done, they've excluded anybody that has got natural immunity. They've excluded them deliberately, and that speaks that speaks miles for itself. I mean, on the one case of. On the case of COVID, I mean, I was talking to um, Johnny the other night and there have been some nasty medical facts coming out about fertility and it actually heightens. I do do have some statistics on that, but go on. Yeah, well, it heightens that basically um, three three months after a vaccine, they know that they've done tests that the sperm concentration is reduced by 15.4%. Yeah, his sperm levels are getting low in blokes. They know that in women, this is this these nanoparticles are settling in the ovaries as well as the liver, the spleen, the adrenal glands, and the testes. This is all problematic towards reproduction cycles. And we've talked about it. Now the proof is coming out because our doctors out there are doing the tests, are looking into this because it's been around for so long. They're still pushing it and are so many people that are vaccinated and they're stepping forward and they're worried and people are getting tested and the results are coming out and the effect i mean on the human race i mean we know it's in the the adrenal systems and everything because this has been causing a problem already quite openly it settles it creates itself 
when it hits your blood system straight away. And for, straight from the beginning, where your blood goes, and it goes everywhere, there's a chance that this is going to settle and cause harm. And we know that every death has caused a lot, has shown mass kidney kidney destruction. Now we know that you've got a fertility problem. Over It lessens. They know it lessens, but they don't know how long it'll take or if your sperm count will come back up. They don't know whether you'll get your fertility back or whether it's... um Because it, time will tell. And in the meantime, if they know this happens and they're still telling you to take the vaccine and they're still telling you to take boosters, multiple layers of this, they, what can it do? You still don't know. So the only... The only answer to it all is what we've said for ages, back off, back off from it. The human race yeah. needs to back away from these vaccines and everything and try to attain some form of balance because it seems to, these non-specific side effects just seem to be accumulating and it's having a detrimental effect, not on one or two of us. This is affecting the race. Well, to your, uh, on, on, um, uh, it's settling, right? Uh, there's been studies that have shown that the vaccine, that synthetic protein they used for the messenger, the, the messenger, messenger protein, the, it's, it's a synthetic protein. They found that over a 60 day study, it did not deteriorate. The, the protein was still there. Now yeah. they ended the study at 60 days. They didn't go any further than that. So we don't know if it lasts further. If it does last longer than that, and you're getting boosted to your point about settling, what if it continues to settle and it builds up? One, you're increasing your risk of, of things like blood clots and whatnot. But let's say you, you survive all of that. It's settling in, as you said, the, the, the softer tissues like that. It's going to cause damage over time if, if it doesn't break down, the protein doesn't break down as quickly, um, and it, it's, you're losing 15% of your sperm count as a male. Um, it, does, that, does that exponentially increase as you keep getting jabbed? Because it's going to keep building up in the same locations. Uh, same thing with uh, women and it, it building up in the ovaries. We were also seeing things like miscarriages uh, uh, happening at a much higher rate uh, in women uh, because of these um, these jabs right after the jabs. Uh, oh, yeah. In the last like nine, 10 months, we've had horrible birth rates, um, yeah. uh, live birth rates. I've I actually should. I've got. Uh, I've got a report here. This is out of the uh, the Daily Expose that takes reference from uh, the new figures that have been published by the UK's Office for National Statistics, and they reveal that COVID nineteen that the COVID nineteen vaccinated population are much more likely to die of any cause than the unvaccinated population in England among all age groups. Well, and they say that this is um, this is with uh, this is around that starting around five months after receiving vaccination. I mean, a little bit of advice because although it, I I did say it affects your sperm counts of the male and it's settling in the ovaries and that if you're a female and all of a sudden your um, menstrual cycles are going all over the place and there's and you've had changes left, right, and center, and you've been vaccinated, it is, uh, I suggest you do actually go and see a doctor because it, you've really got to have a look at this. And the more people that do, hopefully we can put an end to this. I mean, they they even reckon that it can bring early menopause on. And if that's doing that, it's you're getting it from all ends. You, you, you're getting the... Um, it's not sterilization, but it's it's reducing the reproductive cycle by by the looks of it. It's got a chance of doing that, and then if it if it's altering the, the total rhythm 
of of the reproductive cycle across the race that's not funny and and you've got to pose the question and the question is is we've all got the answer for it but why give it to the healthy and why give it to the children we we pre-adults pre-puberty healthy adults that are just post-puberty any healthy person why give it to them i'll tell you i mean we know the answer yeah you know we know the we know the answer but this is the question everybody's got to ask themselves and if they're if they want to stay deaf to it and go well i'm not a doctor you can make anything up yourself but if you're at the end of this and you're feeling not so good and things are changing uh suggest you actually start thinking about this you remember Gates? Do you remember what he said on the TED Talk? I would like to say, I'd like to be able to go, do you remember Gates in a different style? Like, he's gone. Yes, well, we're <laughs> not quite there yet. But he actually said it, uh, and we actually we, we, we played it today. He says, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health, we can lower that by 10 to 15%. Ooh. He's telling you. Yeah. It's like that uh, professor... This is all going to be a shared experience. As yes. uh, yeah, yeah, Dennis Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hope that it can be done in a in a peaceful way. And then you've got, of course, yeah. Ferrari. What are we going to do with all these useless people? What are we going to do with all of them? Well, again, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. said, as you said, Sur- Ed, we know the answer to population, this. Population, you mean? Yeah, yeah, we know the answer to this. So I'd like to play a clip here on all of those points that you just you just laid out there. They're even saying it in the European news networks now. They're outright saying it. They're saying what we've all known, what we've all been screaming about for years now. EU regulators are warning that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system and may not be feasible. The European Medicines Agency says repeat doses every four months could eventually weaken people's immune systems. They want more time between booster programs tied to the onset of cold weather. Israel has already begun a fourth dose program with about 400,000 people getting the jab. What? So I, they're, I, I they're telling you, I... they're telling you right there, they're, they're telling you. That's like next level gaslighting. Yeah. Go and get the jab. Go and get the jab. They know that this, they knew this was a problem from the beginning. When you look at the Pfizer dumps and you look at the side effects, all the side effects that we're seeing, all the, uh, all cause mortality increase, everything, this is all in there. We look through the pages and pages and pages of side effects that's involved in this. They knew all of this from the very beginning. And yet they sat there and pushed it. And now after everybody's taken it, they're like, hey, well, not everybody, but, you know, they got a bunch of people taking it. Now they're saying, oh, you guys are screwed now. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I agree. It was in what they used to call the original Pfizer bioavailability studies. And it was in there. Is that what they call them? Is that really yeah, what they call it? Was the original <laughs> Pfizer bioavailability studies. And it was all about those lipid nanoparticles, LMPs basically what is designed to find their target and it's interesting you know those companies don't actually make those particles i told you last night they don't yeah, actually make them they're outsourced yeah and it's just it's just ridiculous and there are people there are people trying to get get these messages out there but we knew that the messages will only start arriving once the horse is bolted and now it's picking the pieces up and seeing what the fall of, because and they're still pushing it and I think there will be less and less people picking up on it, but it's still in that cycle of acceptance. Yeah. 
You know, Bruce uh, and I were discussing uh, a couple of days ago on just that. We, we were discussing and, and privately. We were talking about Supreme Court rulings and, and people's opinions, and it, one thing just led to another. Again, it's the same agenda, whether it's the COVID agenda, whether it's the, uh, I, I don't know, the, the LGBT thing, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's abortion, whether it's Ukraine, what, whatever, or, or what was the other one? The election, the January 6th stuff, it's all the same agenda. It's all the same. And I said, and very similar rhetoric as well. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Exactly. I said, I said to Bruce, I said, we're really not going to have to worry about the woke, right? And I'm talking like the, you know, the the ones that are out there in the streets crowing and you know rioting and all that stuff. I said, we're not going to have to worry about that. And he said, well, why is that? I said, because they're on self destruct anyway. Mm-hmm. He brought up the point that when you even try to break someone out of it, even if they're not half, you know, halfway into the agenda, but they're into like, oh, I don't know, just a piece of it or something, they're still oblivious to COVID. They're still oblivious to the fact that someone's trying to do harm to you. They don't want to hear that. They're still blocking that off. They don't see the other agendas. They're, they're, not, they're not involved with that. But the one that they are involved with, they still don't want to admit that they got conned. They don't want to admit that someone did them wrong because then they feel like on a subconscious level, maybe I'm misreading this, but then they feel like on a subconscious level that they're, I, I don't know, like they're going to they're, they're gonna feel like they've been duped or something and, and they don't want to admit that to themselves. And so they just keep with it. Like they don't want to hear that someone is trying to kill them or, or, or people they around them, other fa- members they, of their they, family. They don't want to hear that. They're, fright- they're frightened of people disowning them. They're frightened of people thinking they're going to say something. They're, they're, they're just frightened of just standing out. They just want to not be noticed. And if they have to do any number of stupid things, they will just carry on willy-nilly. But it's like stepping over an edge and these bodies just keep falling. And not until enough bodies have accumulated will then there be another platform to walk on. How many people have to die until it's safe to walk forward and not into that void? Because that's what it feels like at the moment. It's just piling up and piling up. It's not funny. Yeah, it, it, to, to your analogy there, it's like it, it's all the lemmings trying to g- jump off into the cliff. And we're standing there trying to get the lemmings to stop and listen, and they keep trying to push off, uh, push us off into the cliff as well. Because if you look at uh, what was happening, like for example, uh, if you worked a job or whatever, yeah. and you had a, a, a disagreement with their vaccination policy, bye bye, you're fired. So they're trying <laughs> on, to push yeah. you off the cliff as well. Yeah, but this yeah, is just by sheer numbers. Yeah. Look what what Halifax Bank is doing. Look what Halifax Bank is doing. If you don't agree with us uh, speaking pronouns with our employees, close your account and take your business elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a, you know, back in the day, if that was to have happened, if, if there was a company that came out with a policy and they received a lot of pushback, they'd be like, okay, uh, we, we read you guys, we read the room wrong and they would have taken a step back and they would remove the policy because they don't want to lose business from half of the population. But instead, they're doubling down on their stance and saying, take your business elsewhere. Yeah, because because they they've they've been empowered. They've they got remember they got to that point where the banks were falling and everything and the people's money was used to bail them out and now they feel totally empowered. I mean, how many people know that Due to government laws and everything, the banks can do what they want with your money. They only have to hold so much. It's like in um, 
America, it's 10% they have to hold and they can play with the rest. It's 12% yes. in the UK. It's 8% in Australia. And in Europe, it's 1% or less. I mean, that's ridiculous. And yet you've got, um, well, let's take one one or two they countries. Actually, like- there's, a, there's a phrase for that. There's an actual phrase for it. And we didn't know what it was. I don't even know if they conjured it up after the 08 crisis, but it's actually called fractional reserve banking. We actually had something fractional, in America. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, probably. We, we had, we had a, a law in place up until that point. We put it in after the crash of 29. It was called the Glass-Steagall Act. And it prevented- wow commercial banks and investment banks from performing the same actions. You could you could be a commercial bank or you could be an investment bank, but you couldn't be both. When they removed Glass-Steagall after 2008, or excuse me, they did I'm sorry, they did that under Clinton. And when they removed that under Clinton, then they started to merge and it all went to hell. That's when 08 happened. And then people were clamoring back then, we need to put that back in. And they said, "No, no, no, we're going to put in the Dodd-Frank bill." Which the Dodd-Frank bill Oh, that was a repayment system. Oh, we're going to still bail you out. But um, that was a repayment system that was based on the honor system. We promise. We promise we'll pay it back. We promise we yeah. will. Sure. Yeah. How many promises well, do they how many promises do they make? I mean, huh. I mean, I don't know what bank you guys are with. I mean, we're all with different. It's very hard. Local. If you wanted to stand on an ethical point of view, and if you look at all these eco warriors and that, and you probably ask them, who'd you bank with? They'd probably come out with a normal bank. And all these banks have their own. And there's some lovely sayings like greenwashing, which they say, they, you know, it's just propaganda. They put it up there and they say, we're all for this. It's like you've got Pride Month, haven't you? You've got, you've got Pride Month at the moment, and that's the big thing the banks in Australia are doing. Oh, we're all for this. We're all for human rights and whatever else. And yet, what are they doing with your money? I have something to play before we stray too far from that. I have something to play. This is a young man that walks into the co- – Ned, you're familiar with Commonwealth Bank? Yes, I am. Yeah. This man has an account. He's in Australia. He has an account with Commonwealth Bank, right? He walks in there today to make a cash withdrawal from his own account of 15 grand. And this is the problem that he ran into. How you doing, guys? Has anyone been to the bank lately and tried to withdraw any money? I came to Commonwealth Bank today to withdraw 15 grand. For some unknown reason, he got flagged as a possible scam account, right? Um, their explanation was they're going to try to try to stop me from getting scammed. So, in a nutshell, you have to call this department, and this department won't release your money until you pay them. Uh, you tell them exactly what you're going to do with the money. Even though it caused a massive scene there, absolutely massive scene because I don't want to tell people what I'm doing with my money, right? There is a very strong possibility, if you don't tell them, that they don't pay you your own money from your own bank account. Keep in mind, I gave him a Medicare card, I gave him a driver's license, I gave him a Medibank private card, I gave him all sorts of ID, like more ID than I need to get into a government building and become prime minister of this country, right? Yet, they still wanted to know in exact detail what I wanted to do with my money. And they wouldn't, sell, buying drugs and drinking alcohol and going to a strip club does not suffice. They want to know exactly what the money is for. So I said to them, I've got to give money to someone. I said, do you have an invoice? And then I lost my mind. So guys, I don't know what the hell this world's come to. We're getting to the point now where it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I haven't lost my temper in a long time. And today made me lose my temper, you know? 
what the hell has this world come to? They want to know in exact details what you're doing with your money. You're shrugging it off and give them a one sentence answer it doesn't work anymore. It's bullshit. It's absolutely ridiculous. Right? You're not going to stop people scamming me, right? I'm the account holder. You can clearly see that. If I want to pay someone, you can't stop me. If you're trying to explain to me the scammers out there and I don't want to listen, that's my responsibility. That's my problem. You don't need to know the exact details of what the hell I'm using my money for. I could be using it for a strip club. I could be using it to, to buy drugs. It's none of your freaking business. Anyway, that's my rant for today. If anyone else experienced that, put it in the comments below. You know, I had a similar yeah. experience, and it's been quite some time ago. Uh, after a lot of people don't know this, after the United States had the uh, the DHS emerge with that entire monstrosity, once that emerged after nine eleven, post nine eleven, there were banking laws that were put in place, and I didn't know about these laws. I had no idea what they were, regulations or whatever. I don't even think they're laws. But I went to a bank that I had an account in. This is in the U.S. And this has been, I, I want to say it's been almost 15 years ago I did this. I went to the ATM and I tried to withdraw $1,000, just a just a grand. That's all I wanted. Out of my own account, the ATM wouldn't give it to me. Now, I didn't have any limits on on my cars except for whatever the bank said, which is like 6000 or, or whatever it was a day. You could mm -hmm. you know withdraw from an ATM or whatever, or 10000 per limit per day per limit on a card or whatever it was. The typical limit that banks put on you, which I think is ridiculous anyway, but Nonetheless, I wasn't anywhere near that. And so I couldn't pull $1,000 in cash out of the ATM. And I thought, okay, maybe the ATM just doesn't have it, right? Sometimes they run out of cash or whatever. It was one of those drive-through ATMs. And so the branch was open. I didn't have time to go in, but if I couldn't get my money out, then I guess I have to go in, don't I? So I park, I go inside, and I walk up to the, uh, to the teller. I said, yeah, I need to speak to somebody. I said, I just tried to withdraw from my account from an ATM and it wouldn't give it to me. I think your ATM's out of money. And she says, well, how much do you need? And I said, $1,000. And she said, out of your account? And I said, yeah. And she says, do you want that in cash or do you want that in a, in a cashier's check? You know, how do you want it? And I said, cash. I said, that's what I want. She says, okay, um, give me just a minute. <laughs> So I, I'm standing there at the counter, and a couple of minutes later, one of the uh, the office people come over to me and said, uh, would you like to come into my, my office and sit down? And I said, I really don't have time for that. I said, I'm just here to get some money out of my account. And they said, yeah, we, we know. That's what we're wanting to, to discuss with you. And I said, okay. You know, I thought there was a problem. And so I go in, and I sit down, and they said, um, can you possibly give us an insight as to what you're going to be using that money for? And I said, excuse me? And they said, well, we have to know what you're going to use it for before we give it to you. And I said, that's my money in my own account. I said, I can't believe you're actually asking me these questions. And they said, well, we have to now. And I said, by whose standard? I said, is that a, is that a bank policy or something? I said, I don't recall seeing that when I signed up for an account here, that I have to explain to you how much money I need out of my own account. And they said, well, it's the government thing after 9-11. We have to ask now. It's the part of the Homeland Security thing. And I said, let me get this straight. I said, you're not going to give me $1,000 in cash out of my own account. And they said, well, we're not allowed to until you tell us what it's for. And so I had to, I, I left, I, I left. Um, and I just, I went to an ATM and I, and I grabbed 200, you know, until I could get it. And then I tried to do that another time. And uh, I, had, I actually, I ended up telling what it was for uh, because I just didn't care. I was in a hurry. Uh, I wanted to buy an iPad, you know, one of the first iPads and it was a thousand bucks. And so I had to deal with it twice, but. I yeah. closed my account there. Well, I didn't stay in the country too long after that. Yeah, but no, the 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 banks, it's they are the biggest hypocrites out there, and yeah. I can see, I could see. I mean, because 
they only have to keep so much available. Yeah, but a thousand bucks in a bag. I mean, yeah, I know. And they do. I mean, in in this country, I think it's in a lot of the accounts, it's if you want 2,000 pounds or over 2,000 pounds, you just have to make sure you've got uh, your identity and they can prove it's you and whatever. And you have have to go in. That's the worst it's got here. But they still don't ask you. They still don't ask you what you're going to do. No, if I, that's ridiculous. If I, if I was going in to ask for, say, like 25 grand or something, okay, maybe you don't have that much money, (laughs) right? Maybe you don't. I I don't think, but maybe you don't have that much money. I'm sure that you do. Bruce, you're not in your hand. No, they don't. They, they, they typically don't have that much cash in one go. You would, you would pretty much wipe out the bank. Uh, Maybe in larger cities, that might be the case. Mm-hmm. But in smaller, they they typically don't have a ton of money on hand because uh, most dealings are not in cash anymore. Well, that's true. Um, so that's true. I mean, a lot uh, of businesses, they, a lot of businesses see, don't the, keep that the, much cash on hand. They'll keep five hundred or, or whatever it is. The other side, it. the other side of the fence is if you have a certain amount of money, if you had all your money in one bank and that bank crashes, you know they only have to pay you so much. Yep, it yes. was. And it still is eighty-five thousand pounds in this country. I think hundred grand in the states. Well, uh, it's here in the That's states. Price, uh, isn't well, it? actually, it's it's a little different than that. The bank isn't required to pay you back anything because. Well, that's covered, covered by the government, really. Yeah, the FDI the, the comes out your own pocket, that, yeah. which yeah. is out your own taxes anyway, so you're paying yourself. Right. So your bank <laughs> takes your money. That, that's what people don't understand. You need to go in. When you go to a bank, you need to check their bylaws because yeah. most of the banks nowadays, the major ones, have bylaws in place that if uh, they go under, everything in there is used to pay off investors first. And then you are the last one. on the. You're at the very bottom of the totem pole. They, they pay you off last. So if there's any and money there left. Is, and there is a minimal guarantee from the government of so much money. And if you had more than that in your account, it's bye-bye. I think so it's how, actually, I think it's 250000 I think is the government guarantee, I think. So here's the question. How far are we, to, to tie this together, how far are we from banks requiring your health app on your phone before they'll do business with you? <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, this is exactly what we've been yeah. talking about you for go, years. You go, to get some, is, you go to get some money out the door and someone's going, oh, no, it's him again. Hang on. Uh, press the button. Yeah. Uh, you can't come in here. Your yeah. health threat. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're laughing about that. They but did it in it's, China. They did it in China. Yeah, they did. They it in did. China. Yeah. And, it's, and yeah. it's that. It will be that. You are to make your they appointment for your top of vaccine. Yeah. yeah. You're to make your appointment for your top of vaccine or you're canceled. You're not buying food. <laughs> you're not going to the bank. You're not traveling. You're not charging your car. You're not starting your car. And if you want That's to protest, a, you're not traveling to do your protest anyway. If you want to protest, you're, you're going to. If you walk past a protest, you don't even have to be a part of it. If you walk past a protest, then your car's getting turned off. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, I, I, I mean, the whole hypocrisy of it. I mean, if you look into um, what these banks do with your money, I, I tell you what. The, this this is the thing I don't understand. It's like this reemergence of all these eco people and everything. Your banks put all their money into b- businesses that do deforestation on massive levels, fossil fuels, everything, and a massive scale. They have done. I mean, that poor bloke in Australia, four major banks in Australia do it, JP Morgan, there's one from the States. They've yep, done it. Chase, yeah. And they still do it. I mean, that was the bank, by in, the way. 
that was my bank, by the way. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't I don't mind to say it now because I don't have an account there anymore. But I mean, you take the Deutsche Bank, yeah, the nice German Deutsche uh-huh. Bank. Yeah, they, the one that's what got. Do they say excuse the me, one? the one that's got a hundred trillion in exposure on its books. You mean that Deutsche Bank? Oh yeah, the one that says all oh, our employees it planted three hundred thousand trees, and yet they um. <laughs> Help! 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 To yes. fund the deforestation of seven hundred and thirty thousand hectares of land. You mean the bank that's going to be the start? You quote me on this one. I, I've told this to Bruce privately. The <laughs> bank that's going to start the world financial crisis. It's going to be the that next one. one. Yeah, it's uh, going to yeah. be that one. That'll be the bank. It's just. It's, oh, I, I'll tell you what. It's. 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 I. I mean, even the. You used to think the Dutch were on the peripheral, but the Rabo Bank. It should be called the Robber Bank. In fact, I might just start the, calling it. They're United just Bank as bad as everybody else. Is it UBS? Royal Bank of Scotland. I'm sorry, Royal Bank of Scotland. Royal Bank of Scotland. The that RBS. one. Oh my God, that bank. That bank's been into some bad stuff ever since its founding in like what the it's, fifth it's, century it's or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's been. To- it's, it's, it's been got toxic. awful. It's got awful. Yeah, yeah. Lloyd's the Black Horse and the Lloyd's thing. That's well, they must like the word black because that's. The biggest people that that belongs to is BlackRock. Barclays Capital, same thing. Yeah, it's 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 endemic in every country. I mean, people, if you if you really want to say you believe in climate change, there's not many places you can actually go there. There are banks that have a profile, and but there's far and few between, and most of them are run through the internet. And uh, if you want a clear conscience and if you don't want hypocrisy and whatever, look into your money trail and you will find a history and that alone will open your eyes up to what is coming and what is done because they don't mess. They, they operate on the levels of trillions of dollars. And that is, and every one of these banks, if, if it says something like we stand for rights, we stand for the eco, we stand for climate, they've even had activists stand up and talk about uh beef soya palm oil and stuff like that that affects the future climate of the world and yet then they're investing in that too look into it people and you will find if that's the way you're inclined if you can't if you're going to walk down the merry lemming way of the covid vaccine and all that worries you is your money look into that one and you'll find a nasty load of things under them rocks as well banks Whatever, if it's not medical, it's banks. It's all society is set up in a right, horrible, twisted, dark mess. And some way or another, if you have a look, if you're woman or man enough to have a look, you will find some dark answers and make you question what's going on if you are willing to look. And I dare you. I really do. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. I don't like what the banks are doing. They affect everybody. How fitting that we're talking about this on American Independence Day, and you haven't made one poke at this being treason day. I'm, I'm touched. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm associating with the treasonous. Come on. Well, that's true. I guess that makes you a traitor now too, right? Oh, to, to what though? Well, I will not be point. a traitor to myself. Actually, that's a good point. The yeah. three treasonous people here that aren't traitors to themselves. At least you can say that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that is true. So, yeah. I'll, I'll stand beside you too. Tell a few Brits to go somewhere if you want. The uh, uh, the latest visitor to uh, to Ukraine was uh, Sir Richard Branson, and uh, it's <laughs> it's being said. I don't know what he was doing there. I don't have a clue. Uh, I played some video Maybe earlier. He's broke. In, hold on a minute. That's a good point. He did say that he was looking for the government to bail him out after COVID, and he was going to put one of his Australian islands up as collateral. 
Hope, hope. Well, uh, they can't be off the East Coast because I think China owns that lot, don't they? I think they own those, yeah. But anyway, he he's over visiting Zelensky. I don't know what he's doing there. But I did hear today, it hasn't been confirmed yet, I did hear today that the next potential visitor to Zelensky, or excuse me, to Ukraine to visit Zelensky is going to be Prince William. Oh, well. Well, I must admit, um, I don't really hold, I mean, once, bless her art, Liz, gone i think that's that's the last of them she must um, i i there's 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 a few people that have like the older generations that have in every country that have fought and worked to give everybody a better future and i hate to think how many times she's had to sidestep nod and everything else to do whatever it must be gets so yeah, but uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. If he if if he wants to go out there and pander to this crap, that just shows him up for being an idiot. Yeah, I agree. But you know, I I look at what's transpired over the last three years with COVID, just with COVID. Okay, you've got a government, and I'm not saying that any of our respective governments. Well, I can't even say respected anymore. But I'm not saying any of our our governments have been behaving well either. We've all been equally treated badly. Uh, under this, our, our democratic institutions and Badly. our uh, our rights, yeah, manipulated. gaslit, manipulated. Yeah. The UK government yeah. did all of these things. Do you remember the look in your eyes campaign that they did over last Christmas? How disgusting that was. The the NHS thing uh, that was insane. That telling people to go out there and get jabbed, you're going to lose your job. Gaslighting yeah. you, uh, causing uh, the, you know the, this ridiculous uh, go out and clap for the NHS when they're all having like uh, garden parties and wine parties and and everything else. Yeah. And she you can't stood go by without having a drug. <laughs> she stood by while the government yeah. did that to the British people. She's got no power anymore. There's no power anymore. Yeah, but there's no central I, power. Nonetheless, anymore. nonetheless, she should have stood up and said something. She did. I agree. Everybody, I agree. Everybody should stand up, even it's if it's influential. Even if it's influential, well, yeah. you can't tell me that she's not influential. There's nothing worse than seeing icons fall. It's a Really? No, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, we're watching video, a reception at Windsor Castle with, uh, excuse me, was it Windsor? I think it was Windsor Castle or it was Buckingham. I, I can't remember. It's one of the two. Wherever. She was there shaking hands with Bill Gates and John, Senator John, former Senator John Kerry, who's now the, our climate guy for whatever the hell reason. Boris Johnson, of course, was there uh, and the rest of the royal family was there. But Gates was there. We're surprised. No more surprised than me. Like, I, I find it, I mean, the demons that you have to fight with where, if I mean, if, if you've been a serviceman in the country for any amount of years and you've actually fought for your country no matter what it is and you see things that you fought for, I mean, the older generations, anyone that's still alive that's been there, they fought for something and they just watched everything deteriorate in two, three years, everything. I mean, it has. It's the the world has totally changed in that short period of time, and serpents have come out from the shadows, and they're they're out there. They're snapping at everybody's heels, and people are just dying. Those that are still alive, a lot of them are still just rolling over. And don't get me wrong, you might be on that list next because if you keep going down this, it's just going to be you're just another number. I mean, when all those icons the people you looked up to are not standing up anymore like i agree with you johnny it is it's heart rendering but 
there's nobody there in power that is actually standing vocally with the people. There is no people's voice anymore. Any country? Uh, well, there are a few, but they're not the big names in the West, Western world and that. No, they're not. And I'm, but I, I kind of heard Bruce mentioning this as I came back. I don't know if I, if I heard it incorrectly, but I think just hearing the little piece that I did that you were saying that I, I think I understand what you were getting at. A lot of people will say Donald Trump is that voice. Even today, they'll say that because if you look at it, just stepping back, regardless of your politics, I really don't care. If you just look at what he's doing, no former president, no former president, I don't care who it is, no former president has ever filled a stadium of 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people. They've never done that. And he's still doing that. Now, I am not in the least bit supportive of Donald Trump. Not anymore. Because he fast-tracked where we are now. I know people that are no longer here now because of what he fast-tracked. I am not okay with that. That is not forgivable by me. I know the whole forgive and forget thing. Uh -uh. Oh, no, 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 Uh -uh. no, no. You can can possibly forgive, but you don't forget because you'll fall down that same horrible hole. But the thing is, you don't have to forgive. You just have to be aware so you know where the lines are drawn. These people, they're out there filling out stadiums. And it's like, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Do you not know what was done on his way out? Do you not know what he did in his last year? Do you know how many people this is maimed or killed and you're going to support that? I want no part of that. I don't want any part of that. I don't want to be, I don't care if it's make America great again or make America whatever, still great, whatever. I don't care what any slogan is. Human life is the cost of whatever that agenda is, and I want no part of that. I agree. This isn't a call to arms. It's a call to voice. It's a call to people. It's to say, look, the old systems that have got got us here are broken. It can drag us down a really dark time if we continue down there. Somehow, we've got to get out of this. We've got to get out of this. But it isn't going to be easy. It's never getting out of something is never easy because you leave a vacuum. If you shift somebody out of the way, you leave a vacuum and you've got to be prepared to actually be morally, ethically correct and actually stand up. If that means you stand up and take a fall, you stand up and take a fall. And that is the only way this is. And loads of people are going to fall one way or another. They're going to fall into this dark void that's being created by those that want to keep it in, in, in this small pit of power on this earth or we can try and go forward i don't know but even if it's just stopping this i don't know what the future will hold but it, it's it's going to be broken in some way before it gets prepared isn't it there is no answer but this has to be stopped for the first thing that is you've got to start somewhere and yeah every end has a beginning i agree that um things are going to get broken before they get better if you look at, as you said, even if we stop doing the stuff that we're doing, like with the vaccinations and with the crazy ESG stuff and all of that, there's already been damage done. We're already going to we're, we're going to feel pain economically. Um, I don't think it's going to recover overnight. Um, we're going to see the health problems um, that, that, that are going forward. Unfortunately, that's just the thing until either we figure out a way to get that protein out of people's body or it just naturally, you know, works its way out, whichever comes first. Uh, but I, I don't think there's there's 
any one easy, quick solution to any of this. this there, is is- no, there is no quick solution. And you, you, you're right. There is so much economic pain being levied upon the people. And blame, blame the, the pointing of it. They have got an, uh, the art of manipulation down to a T. Biden blames Putin for this, and some people blame Biden for this. But if you think about it, how much does it cost for fuel in your country now? It's average of uh, $5 a gallon in the States, I think. I but, think it's the oh, by the way, you were right, Johnny. 3.7 litres is a US gallon. Uh-huh. Four, four and a half litres is a British gallon. Oh, this is different than yours. Okay. You know that. No, I didn't. We know have that. more litres to our gallon than you do. How's more that to possible? A Brit than a, more to oh, a there's Brit more to a Brit. Yeah, okay. All right. I got it. Right. Yeah, t- it had to be a jab in there somewhere, huh? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know why it works. It's obviously called a liter is a liter. Or whatever. It's the same no, no, metric system. Yeah, but there's yeah, but the gallon is a different size. Anyway, I was just thinking, how much do you think fuel is in Venezuela? I actually know the answer to that question. Do you want me to tell you? Oh, spit it out. Two cents. Yeah. Per liter. Yeah. So Say if, say if they had an imperial gallon, you're getting closer to 10 cents to the gallon. So then you think, you know what it well, is here. Why is it? Oh, you just told me. No, in the States, it's $5 a gallon per oh, yeah, gallon yeah. where I am. Do you know what it is here? Well, I'd say it's not much difference to us, actually. 10. $10 equivalent. A gallon. Yeah. Equivalent. Well, ours is a bit more than that because ours is about. Is it higher than that? Uh, well, we get more to the gallon. Well, our gallon's you bigger do, than yeah. yours. Yeah, gallon's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for enough, so it's ours is two pound a liter, just about. Yeah, it's it's the same here. It's it's two. But, no, one one euro. I'm sorry, I drove past a Shell station earlier. It was two. I think it was two euros a liter. A little bit of knowledge by asking a question here. OPEC. Who is part of OPEC? Oh, the Arab nations. Ah. Did you know in 2016, OPEC Plus was created? I did know that, but I didn't know what it consisted of. So educate me. One other country. Yes. Um, I'm going to say the United Arab Emirates. No, 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 no. The Emirates are part of OPEC. Oh, okay. It's, Those an, Qatar, it's, a, it's a country outside it's of... It's external to Arabs. Okay. External right. to Arabs. Okay. So the Arabs have got 80% of that fuel, yeah? Mm-hmm. So the one other country was added in then uh-huh. as part of the group. Uh-huh. Russia. Yes. Russia got added into OPEC Plus at 2016. What an incredible move. Now, there's 90% of the fuel in the world there controlled by that group. And so you've got all of them to blame now. Yes, they the can point the fingers. But what happened in COVID? In COVID, the need for fuel went down, didn't it? But what happened in a lot of places? They stopped drilling, didn't they? They, they closed refineries. Tens of thousands of jobs went out the window. In the industry because the industry had to reduce their costs. And now fuel is in need. They still haven't employed the people back. They still haven't got all the refineries going at fill tilt. And they're still not doing enough drilling because they've reduced their costs to such a nice, enjoyable level. Greed of the prices is dragging it in. So it's basically our own people are shooting us in the foot because they can produce a hell of a lot more. Sort of. Here here in the U.S., it's a little different. Um, Some of the problems that here in the U.S. that we're running into is uh, these companies that do the drilling typically, they're unable to get any kind of funding because all the banks and everything are barring any kind of loan or any kind of grant like that if it's against the ESG. So the pressure's on to keep the prices high and it is greed and it's the buck that is pushing it all. So our own westernized world is screwing us to the floor and you still got OPEC plus 
That was a very wise move by somebody in 2016. Why isn't every nation in the world that makes fuel in one agreeable group? I was just getting ready because to say, if why you're not, not Venezuela? Yeah. They've got more oil per capita than the Saudis. They're quite happily dealing away. But then that is why it's happy there, because it just proves the point of the other two groups. And it's all about, you've upset somebody within our group, because Russia and the West, and they've got these... All these little fronts going, these proxy wars, they've got so many angles on this, and the people are the ones that are paying the price. And it's all about corporate business, nothing else. It is just about greed and control. So they can point the fingers at anybody, but it's the whole nature of this is just one big game board, and the people are paying the price. It is just horrible. It's just stupidity. <laughs> and yet, Less than 10 cents a gallon in Venezuela. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it costs you like a month's wages for a dozen eggs. So, yeah, but the fuel, it just, we're, we're just talking about fuel crisis. Food yeah. crisis, we can go down that nasty hole as well. well I yeah, mean, that's been engineered. With, it has been. I mean, been, who yeah. owns, who owns, who now owns the majority of the agricultural farmland in America? Oh, you're going to go down that road, are you? Okay. Ergie man? Yeah, I just happen to have right here. There was a deal that I was telling you about last night. Bruce and I discussed it last week. Bill Gates has been granted authority to buy 2,100 more acres of North Dakota farmland. What he did a few weeks ago is he tried to buy, I think it was, a, I think it was equivalent to that, but something else. And he tried to do it through a trust company, Red River Trust Company. And the state's attorney general stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. So what did he do? He went and uh, spent $13.5 million on a potato farm down the road, and he bought it. Mm, cash. Cash. Mm. He's a horrible person, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He certainly is. And I think that, I mean, yeah, definitely a sociopath, self-justifying bag of bolts. He just... It, and he smiles and laughs about it and makes his own predictions for what he he's, he tells you. He's that confident in himself. That he openly tells you what he's going to do next. He writes books about it. And it's, he, he's got to be put in that Darwinian book. He just has to. His name needs to go in there. Just one horrible man. It, but he's, he's, he's laughing. He's just laughing at everybody. He is he, he's Billy No Mates. That is, uh, yeah, William, Billy. Yeah, definitely Billy No Mates. Must have started with him. The thing is, is they know they can get away with this. That's all the problem with this. It, it, they, they know that the average person is a lemming and they this get away is a, with it. This is a map. Yeah, I know. The, the, the average person is, lives in free and frightened of doing anything. Yeah, this is a map of wow. what he owns in the United States. Yes, he owns a total of, this is not including North Dakota, he owns a total of 268,000. Quarter, quarter million yeah. acres? 200, just over that. It's gone beyond a quarter of a million. Jesus. Yeah. 268,984 total acres, almost a quarter million in farming acres. He's got a, he's got 242,000 acres of farmland, of arable farmland, and he has them in the following states. Washington State, 16,000 acres. Idaho, 9,200 acres. Florida, these are just rough estimates. Uh, Florida, yeah, Florida, 14,828 acres. California, 4,500 acres. Arizona, 25,750 acres. New Mexico, one acre. 
that means that he'll <laughs> yeah he he owns he, this is exact no that's exactly what the chinese do the chinese actually bought seven liters of water in one of australia's largest rivers so he owns one acre in new mexico for further expansion you watch colorado 2200 2270 wyoming 90 uh, 975 nebraska a lot of GMO corn, soybeans, and potatoes out there. 20,588 acres. Iowa, 552. Illinois, 17,940. Indiana, 9,100. Wisconsin, 1,100. Michigan, 2,100. Ohio, tw- uh, 89, yeah, 8,900. North Carolina, 874. Mississippi, 16,900. Arkansas, 47,927. Louisiana, 69,071. That's quite an investment. You know, just two things. Mexico. Now, we know over the years, those farmers have been up in arms about genetically modified foods and that because their farmers were going to be shoved out of action and that. And that is why he's got a foothold in there because he believes one day he's going to get what he wants and he's going to knacker them people over. And the other thing that I'm worried about is one day that that picture might say the United States of Gates because that's a big lump he's got there. That is a big lump of land he's got there. My question uh, with the New Mexico one, where does he own it? Because I I would have to look at the laws and everything, how they... So back in the day, there used to be disputes over water rights back in the day. That one acre could easily be at the mouth of a river, uh, as an example, and he would have water rights to that. And if he decided, oh, I'm going to build a hydroelectric dam there, well, everybody else behind him is screwed. You're saying that that's essentially what the Chinese might be doing with Australia with their seven liters of water. So it could be. So what what <laughs> what they used to do back in the day is they would buy up land, the, the mineral rights and everything. So they had the water rights to an area and then they would basically cut off water to the rest of the farms uh, <laughs> down the stream. And then they Excellent. would go in and buy up those farms when those farmers w- mm. went bankrupt. Well, it's all and, dried up and everything. Yeah, because it all dried maybe, up. Maybe, maybe, maybe. China is building its carriers to take over Australia. That's been speculated. They did say that they signed a pact with the Solomon Islands not too long ago, but not to worry because they're not going to build any military bases or they have no plans to do so, which you know what that means. That means they've either already got one or they're in the process of building one. Yeah. Well, they've already got their foot in the east coast of Australia anyway. They do, yeah. In a big way. They do. And I think they're Massive into some way. mining on the western side too as well, in western Australia. Mm-hmm. I think. New China. So United States of Gates and New China, Australia. You know, I heard about 12 years ago by one of these one of these strategic planner types, as in like he follows world trends and things like that. He wrote several books on it and he builds uh, fallout shelters for people all over the world. And he's, you know, avid prepper, that kind of person. And he wrote a book. Uh, I want to say it was, um, I want to say it was 2010, 2011, somewhere along in there. And I remember him talking at the time, uh, he was giving a uh, you know presentation on it. He was talking at the time, he says, Australia, out of the question. And I thought, why in the world? Because you know, I was actually planning on going to Australia for a little while, you know, vacationing and seeing the country and all that, all that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't dare go down there now. But you know, and that's no disrespect to the people that are there either. You know, I feel sorry for them. But I thought at the time, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I thought, why is he saying not to go to Australia? What's the big deal with that? And he says, China's eventually going to occupy it. That's why you don't go to Australia. And I thought, okay, how in the world are they going to do that? Well, here we are. And mm. it looks like that it's a could very continent. well be a possibility. Lost piece of land. It is. Well, uh, six was uh, probably eight years ago now. Um, I have a family member that was down there for an extended time. Um, 
And they had a lot of like in Sydney area, especially they had a lot of people coming from China with big money and they were buying up uh, real estate down there. And part of the problem that they were running into is in Sydney area, the, the, the prices of real estate was skyrocketing because mm-hmm. you would have it, basically kind of the same situation that was happening uh, during COVID and whatnot in recent times here in the United States. You would have, you know, the big firms come in and when, when somebody's selling their house, you would make a bid on the house and then the firm would come in and bid, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 above what you're bidding was kind of the same situation that was going on there. They would just put, you know, a massive sum of cash on the table and be like, this is what we'll pay for it. And that, you know, Chinese have been buying up a bunch of places. Yeah, Yeah. done. Well, see, that's good. That's good because they have a solution for that now. They've just come up with this idea. It's almost like it's just out of the blue. Take a listen to this. Of living pressures are forcing some Melburnians to downsize to spaces smaller than a room. The high tech sleeping pods are the latest answer to a rental squeeze as more July the 1st relief looms. As Victoria's housing affordability crisis deepens, unique setups like these space shuttle pods are offering short term solutions for renters desperately needing somewhere to sleep. I have a lot of in between us. They stay here while they look for another place. The landlord says more than 80% of his pods in Abbotsford are booked out. As of today, the weekly rate is $250. $250 a week. A week. To stay. How many pods did he have? Uh, I think there was somewhere around. Yeah, it's quite a few. But uh, hey, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. Yeah, it looked like six or eight pods in just that one room. So say he's got, say, say, I mean, you have 10, you have 10 pods. That's not a bad income a month, is it? In California, we talked about the pods. They're doing the pods in California too, just like this. Actually, these have more room than the ones in California. Yeah. Well, they, they have a similar thing in uh, Japan, actually, (laughs) this, this pod thing. They, but the ones in Japan, they're meant to be like a, a cheap hotel kind of a thing. Uh, but the, the rooms you get are much smaller. It's effectively just a bed. That's all you get in those pods. But that's all it's meant for is you to sleep there. Transition. Um, that's right. I mean, it's it's crazy, but your house prices have gone to the roof. I mean, everywhere. Your wages are a fraction. The wages have probably gone up by a tenth of what the prices of the houses have gone up. I mean, they're in the 30% now already, the houses. And yet, if you're lucky, you've got a 3% pay rise. That's if you're lucky. But I mean, what what is the what is the average person supposed to do? You're working a, a full time job, in many cases, multiple jobs. Uh, inflation is skyrocketing. Taxes are going up. The cost yeah, of living is going of up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, fuel. Oh, you got your regulations, the yeah. tax. Yeah, you've got your cost of living. You've got the prices of houses. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the only thing that probably will beat it all will be the suicide rate eventually. It, that that's that's what it boils down to is either you're going to sell the house and rent or you're going to uh, effectively foreclose and be forced to rent or as you said it's going to be suicide I, unless you you can come up with something uh, you're entrepreneur like and are able to come up with a business that you can afford to do it but yeah, this, not everybody's capable of doing that you know but isn't isn't this the month of being an entrepreneur in your country isn't it isn't this where the federal lot release things that are going on in the market and stuff and if you can second guess them you can make a, quite a lot of money in july isn't it does that Basically, usually happen well, i mean technically it's any yeah but yeah uh I, it, it's not a well-known thing not very well known 
Yeah, it's 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 the review month, the federal review month, isn't it? I think July. Or federal review month. I I think we have a federal review every day we sit down here, do we? Not? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, federal review is you like, all the time. No, you have a federal change my mind and lie my ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right, um, we're at time here. Is there anything else you want to discuss? Uh, it went on a bit longer than normal. I'm so, I do, do apologize. That's um, okay. That's, there, that's two apologies we've got today. We're doing. <laughs> Real quick, there is a monthly review, by the way, in the United States. Just just yeah. doing a quick look. It's monthly. So it's yeah. not just a specific, like, July. It's every month there's a review. There you go. You could be an entrepreneur every month. Every month. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. So, uh, Ned, I want to thank you for joining us on uh, on Treason Day. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, well, any, I just want to be locked up. Yeah, <laughs> just the idea of it, you know. That's right. No, really happy for board. Yeah, exactly. It, and you could get better accommodations than what you get in one of those pods for two hundred and fifty dollars a week. So you'd be doing good. Yeah, you might. You might have a roommate though. That's true. You might not like him. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doubling like up with nobody. That's okay. We'll <laughs> we'll send Marty down there. He can room with you. Yeah. He, he what, can... what do they say? Be someone's bitch. No, that's not. <laughs> my friend, I'm afraid not. No, no, no. In today's world, just claim you're female. That's right. Or I can't, or right. I could just stand there and not make my mind up. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, you could be you could be confusing. Although they just ruled that they're going to make legislation here where you can change your name and your gender one time per year. They'll give you that luxury. So you can change that anytime you want now because it's fluid. So you can just change it whenever you want. The insanity continues. Okay. Yeah. So um, happy 4th of July to, uh, to everyone in America. We hope you have a wonderful holiday with your families and do not lose focus on what this day is about, the day we told the tyrants to drop dead. So gentlemen, I want to thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. 